you are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? beautiful wild souls welcome to the wild soul podcast i am shannon or queen namaste and i am your host this is the podcast where we talk about all things wild nothing is left off the table and i interview amazing human beings that are lifting the consciousness of this planet that we call home so if it is your first time welcome to the show and if you are a returning subscriber thank you from the bottom of my heart i love you so much (laughs) happy hump day everyone Today is a very special episode, like always, but today is a very special day to me. And I'll backtrack a little bit. My birthday, my birthday, my 29th birthday, and if y'all know 29, 28, 29, 30 is called your Saturn return in astrology, and usually that's the time where shit gets pretty fucked up, <laughs> and your life turns upside down, and like sometimes people get married, or people get divorced, or like your life turns like into a 180, um, so I turned 29 this June, and during my birthday, um, it was all about um, Black Lives Matter and the protests that were happening, and I didn't feel really called to like celebrate my birthday or post about it publicly because I thought that um, the Black Lives Matter movement was of more importance and yeah so that was my birthday and 29 um, basically 28 was a little bit hectic same with 27 but like it's definitely coming around anyways the point that I'm saying to this story is that um, although it was my birthday um in june and i didn't really celebrate it that much it is my two-year sober birthday today and like i don't even know i just feel like it's more of a celebration for me and when i quit alcohol two years ago on this day i did not think that i would have made it this far and look at me now look at me now (laughs) so i am here celebrating um two years which is pretty wild but uh one of the best decisions i have ever made in my whole entire life and i'm here for it and i am just so happy that i made that choice and life geez looking back at my life from two years ago to now again yeah it might even be part of my saturn return to quit alcohol um Yeah, it's been wild and it's been so amazing, so freeing, learning about myself, just doing a whole new life sober basically because um, I didn't realize that I depended on it so much until really quitting it and I grew up, it was the first drug I ever did and really abused it. I think when I started drinking when I was 13 and it was really normalized by my family. And yeah, literally binge drank every weekend all the way up basically until I quit and I said enough is enough and the hangovers were completely not worth it anymore and 
I was just not becoming a good person on it and I was losing friends and something I had to give and I am just so freaking pumped to be here and talking to you and saying, yo, if I can do it, <laughs> you can do it. If you have like questions about quitting alcohol, I'm here for you. Please feel free to DM me all that jazz. If you want more information, I wrote a blog post about it today too. So you can head on over to my blog, queennamaste.com and take a read over there. So the podcast is not about me today, but I just wanted to share that because it's an important day today, September 9th. Woo woo. What's up? Two years. Um, but I have lovely goddess on the pod today. Her name is Gina Francis and she is in a feminine embodiment guide. So she helps activate the feminine wisdom and power within your menstrual cycle. Ladies, the info in this episode is literally gold. I had so many light bulb moments and our bodies are freaking amazing. If you didn't know, now you know they're like, they're literally portals. Okay. Like spirit comes through our bodies through our wombs so get ready for an amazing episode go follow her i am gina francis on instagram and if you like this episode please screenshot it wherever you are listening to it and tag the wild soul podcast tag gina say thanks for this info because it is fire. I don't even want to talk anymore about anything. I just want to get right into the episode because it is lit. And if you like what you hear today, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast so more people can listen to it. More people can find this podcast and just share the love. Also, P.S. Dudes, listen to this podcast. It's not all about periods, but it'll help you navigate your partner cycle and learn to use it for your advantage. So you should listen. I won't tell you twice. All right, let's get into it. Here's Gina. Gina, welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I'm literally so excited to be talking with you and honored that you are here. Thank you for showing up today. It is my pleasure. I am so grateful to be here, Shannon. So thank you. I've been listening to your podcast episodes and I just love everyone that you've brought on and your energy is so powerful. So I'm just really grateful to get to connect with this community as well and have this conversation. Nice. That's, that's so nice of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Um, my pleasure. We'll just dive right in because why not? Mm-hmm. Let's not skip a beat. Um, I always yeah. ask my guests who they are. So however you are feeling called to answer that, who is Gina Francis? Hmm. What a question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a loaded one. (laughs) I know, right? I'm like (laughs) at this point in my life where I'm trying to really um, be able to speak more clearly like who I am and what I do. So it's beautiful to have these opportunities to talk about it. Um, But basically, yes, I am Gina. Um, I go by Gina Francis on my social media and websites and all of that. Um, and I, I work as a feminine embodiment guide and a menstrual cycle mentor, um, as well as I do a bit of like business activation stuff with people. So I'm kind of in the process of transitioning into more so working with female entrepreneurs, um, female creatives, um, people who are like visionary and just know that they've got a vision and a mission in this world, but they're having trouble actually connecting to it and working with it and actually actioning it in the world. And I have found through my work that 
the missing piece for a lot of women is that they're not working with their menstrual cycle. So I am really, really passionate about teaching women about their menstrual cycle, about the fact that it is not just your period and that there's actually four phases of your menstrual cycle. And so many of us, I know I have, maybe you have experienced burnout and exhaustion and all of these things that we get from working in this really linear go, go, go sort of world and model that we've been given and been taught. And so I really love bringing women back home to their bodies, bringing people with wombs back home to their womb to connect with that space and to connect with the wisdom and power that lies within, that lies within their own bodies that, that may just be dormant. Um, so yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> what like, amazing, amazing work. And just to help women, yeah, like step into their power is what I'm hearing as well. Um, how did this come about? Like what made you want to do this? Like there must've been a story or something like, tell me, like, how did this come to be? You're like, yeah, I want to help, especially women with like their menstrual cycle and activate all that stuff. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, this in, in short, um, in the shorter version of mm -hmm. it, um, I started, so I started my own journey as an entrepreneur in network marketing. And that was actually something, so I had always been really passionate about health and wellness and fitness. I'm a yoga teacher as well. Um, I've been teaching for, I haven't been teaching for the past two or like really past year and a half or so, but I was teaching for about eight years before that and was really, really passionate about nutrition, health, wellness, and just that whole sphere. And um, a lot of my journey really began with an eating disorder and with developing a really poor relationship to my body, um, over-exercising, anorexia, bulimia, binge eating. And that was mostly through high school and then into college. Um, and then actually when I graduated from college, I went to Clemson University. And when I graduated, I moved over to Australia and that's actually where I did my yoga teacher training. And fast forward, being over in Australia for a year, I then moved to Bali. And in the process of me moving from Australia to Bali, I came off of hormonal birth control. And um, everything in my life changed mm. at that point. Um, I went vegan. <laughs> I stopped binge eating. I started meditating every day. I stopped drinking alcohol. I stopped drinking caffeine stop taking the birth control. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I also stopped getting my period. And so when I came off of birth control, I stopped getting my period. And after a few months went by, I was like, okay, there's, you know, something's got to be off. Like at first it was like, woohoo, no period. Like this is awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I was like, no, like there's something off here. And then a series of very synchronistic events led to me starting to dive into women's circles and more slower, sensual movement, doing more yin yoga, um, going to ecstatic dance, connecting with like feminine embodiment practices that at the time I had no idea what the hell that meant. Like I, <laughs> all I knew was like masculine, go work, do yes. like push, <laughs> exercise, run, like lift weights, all of that. Um, and so then that really began my own journey of naturally healing and bringing my period back. And I discovered Ayurveda, which you're probably familiar with, especially the yoga teacher. 
Um, and discovering Ayurveda was really a key point in me bringing my period back. And through Ayurveda and changing my diet, my exercise, um, learning like what my womb was and what a womb was and my sacral chakra and all of that, my period um, came back after about a year and a month. And it was like something clicked, like that whole journey was just so profound that it's like, you know, you hear stories of people self-healing and reversing this at like X, Y, and Z. But then when you do it yourself, it's like such a deep sense of empowerment. And then I started to realize that like, I'm not the only one who's going through this. There's no way. And slowly but surely I started just like transitioning from more like fitness, nutrition. Like I did a lot of like mindful eating and body love and body confidence, which is still part of what I do. But it started to really transition into this. And it was like a, a it was like a remembering, mm-hmm. like a remembering occurred within me. that was like, like the universe was like, you have no other choice, but to do this work. I don't know what it's going to look like, but you got to just fucking do it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. So you didn't have your period for over a year. Wild. Yeah. I didn't have my period for over a year. And I mean, even when we are on, I don't know if you know this or your audience knows this either like even when we're on hormonal birth control the period that we're having is not actually a real period yeah um and I was on that for about eight years as well um and so I actually like wasn't bleeding or cycling at all for like that year in between coming off of birth control and then getting it back which was yeah really intense birth control's evil (laughs) I haven't been on birth control Oh gosh, like my story of birth control, everyone's like, oh, you got to go on it. Like when you're like 15 or whatever, they tell you to go on it. And I'm like, okay, thinking that yep. I was going to get like these huge boobs from it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> go on it. Uh, yeah, didn't do that. But I just got like psycho crazy. And I was like, uh, this is not me. And then went off it and then went on again and like a little bit, like maybe a year or so later and then tried that Nuva ring. You remember, that's you know, what I had too oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then yep. that was causing me pain and I was just like you know what I'm just gonna go with the pull and pray method <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't been- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on birth control in like I don't even know 10 years and now yeah it's wow. not, yeah it's, it's been amazing so I yeah and also I'm just so happy like that we're talking about this because I'm like yeah people come into your life for a reason and I used to have horrible horrible period pain like I Mm -hmm. would uh, the first day would be the worst day and it would be like I'd be in fetal position I'm like what the fuck and then like watching some of your stuff and like honoring your period and your cycle and just like being like fucking grateful for this beautiful womb that we have. And then I just changed my mindset around it and I don't even get cramps anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck is this magic? It's so awesome. <laughs> so thank you even oh. for posting what you post on social because I, people are watching and oh, I'm watching and I'm listening. So thank you. Oh. I got, it was my absolute pleasure and thank you for that acknowledgement. And I love that you said as well, like people are watching and people are listening because I think especially in like our space and being an entrepreneur or just like when you start putting your stuff out there and start sharing yourself with the world and like, you know, you don't get as many likes as you wanted or you don't get messages or comments and stuff, but like 
people are always there and they're always watching and they're going to be seeing those things. So like continually showing up, I found has been so important where it's like, especially for my family, like when I've gone through, like a lot of times I feel like our families or friends like think we're going through a phase and it's like, oh, this is just a phase. Like, you know, when you go vegan or like vegetarian or do whatever, it's like, oh, it's just a phase. But then like when you keep showing up, it's really, it's really a lifestyle. And I got full body chills when I heard you say that, that like, um, that you don't really get any cramps or any of that anymore and your periods are so much more enjoyable. So it, it's, it can be, like you said, that simple mindset shift, which is, it's wild. It is, it's so wild and so beautiful. So when did you go to Bali? Like two year, when, when did you transition from like the fitness and the go, go, go to like slowing down and helping women? How long, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing this now? Yeah. So um, basically I moved from Australia. Well, I went to Australia in 2016 and that year was like, that was when I was, re- I really got into yoga and like my spiritual journey really opened. So, but I would say I was still pretty like go, go, go and all of that. Um, and then I moved to Bali in 2017. So that I would say that was like, like August of 2017 was when like everything, everything shifted. So yeah, like three years or so, almost, yeah, like almost three years now. And you, were you living in Bali for all that time? I was going back and forth between Bali and the States and then Australia, where I am now in Australia. So it was kind of like this little, like, not even a little, not a little triangle because it is the opposite side of the world. Um, but like, I would go home for Christmas and like usually like a few months in the winter and then go back to Bali for this festival that I was volunteering at, the Bali Spirit Festival. Um, Uh, yeah and now I'm over here in Australia absolutely I just adore it here I think I'm going to be um applying for residency so I am applying for residency so manifesting (laughs) that (laughs) okay amazing so okay so now you're in Oz and you do this full-time oh my gosh okay tell me what like a day in the life of Gina is like what do you do and what lights you up specifically in your business Hmm. Epic question. Oh, I'm like, I'm going to like, I'm going to take notes on this for when I have a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, so I've actually just recently moved into my own like studio apartment, granny flat sort of a thing. Um, I was actually living in a house with about 12 people before this, which was, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I could not do that. Oh my gosh. All the energy wow. in that house. Yeah. A lot of energy. Um, it was beautiful. I met like one of my best friends now, but not, not, not suited to my lifestyle. Um, and so I manifested this new place and I'm really, I really pleasure. Like I really allow pleasure to lead my life. And so I used to, um, really be really strict on myself as to like what my day would look like and what my mornings would look like, especially my mornings. And I'm all about, you know, like waking up early, waking up with the sun, even before the sun and like having that really peaceful time in the morning. And I've recently started doing this thing where like I wake up, I've been doing it for a while, but um, as soon as I wake up, I right away always put my hand on my heart and hand over my womb and just breathe into my body, like breathe into my body. I'll wrap myself in a hug. Like if I'm on my side, I'll just wrap myself in a hug and just connect to my body in that way, like in a really slow, almost almost like sort of sensual, but just like beautiful connection way. And 
what I've started doing recently, like I was saying, is I'll get up and I'm trying to not use artificial light as most, much as I can. And so I have like a million candles in my house. So I'll go around and like light all the candles. Um, and I really enjoy having like slow, fluid mornings, um, moving my body in some way. And what working with the met, like working with the menstrual cycle is just so incredible, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit because I've been able to really morph my self care practices based on where I'm at in my cycle. So, for example, I'm right around ovulation in my cycle right now, and so my energy is a lot higher. And so, the past couple mornings, I've been having like I have not been able to sit in meditation like I normally would sit for like 20 minutes in the morning, but I just haven't been able to do that. And so, my meditation has been like going for a walk, coming back, and like doing a dance workout class. This morning, I went to a power yoga class at 6:30. And so moving, like moving my body in that way and working my life around my cycle in that way really is what supports me in staying like lit up and staying in my bliss and in my pleasures because I just like follow wherever my intuition takes me. Um, I try to not start work until like at least 10 or 11 o'clock every day, um, which isn't always the case because as you know, I'm over here in Australia and I have a lot of clients that are in the States as well. And so um, that's sometimes tricky with time zone differences, but, um, I see clients only twice a week. So the rest of the week is open for whatever else, whether it's podcast interviews, like creation, team meetings. Um, I'm in the process of really restructuring a lot of stuff in my business. So it feels really nice to have more spaciousness. Um, and yeah, I just enjoy, I have a fireplace at my house now. So like I spend a lot of time making the fire and going and getting like sticks and stuff. I spend a lot of time cooking. I love cooking and like making really yummy elixirs. Like I have a yummy like matcha with medicinal mushrooms in it right now. And um, yeah, reading books, like studying, creating, writing. I, I love all of that. Oh my gosh, that sounds so great. Like okay. you're like, I don't yeah. know if that answers your question. <laughs> no, yeah, you're like, yeah, I have like two days a week for clients and the rest is just like, whatever, fun stuff. Like, wow, ideal. Like, okay, that's what we got to talk about. How can you quit your job and work two days a week doing what you love? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah. I'm so grateful. And like for everyone listening and for you as well, it's like, it doesn't happen right away. Like I've worked, you know, like, you know this, like I've worked my ass off for a really long time and like used to work like 10 hour days, like seven days a week. And that I, I believe, I believe that there's, when we are building our own businesses and wanting to like, you know, launch our own things, I believe that there's that period of time for that, like kind of push, like when you are so dedicated to your mission, it's like, getting it done and then also having really beautiful clear boundaries for yourself and like structures in place in your business so it can allow you to have more of that free time off and you know in those other days of the week I'm not just like floating around doing nothing <laughs> like yeah I get to I get to spend more time like going to the beach and riding my bike and going for walks and stuff but a lot of it is like the background stuff that people don't see and um, the creation process of things but yeah, it's taken me like almost, I started my network marketing business in um, 2018. So it's basically taken me until like the end of last year, the end of 2019 to be like full time. Good for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like processing everything. Um, okay, so let's just get into 
the bloody stuff. The bloody- yes, I love it. <laughs> into it, yo. If there's guys listening, if you actually, the guys should listen a hundred percent. This should yep, not be 100%. just like some taboo thing. Like guys need to know what's up too, and because women don't know what's up, and yeah, we don't even like a lot of women don't even know their parts. For their yeah. Young. And oh, I want to tell you a story. I tell a lot of people actually this when I'm on other people's podcasts. But yeah, since you were in yeah. Bali and if you were living there for a while, you must, you probably know. Oh my God, why am I ringing a blank right now with her name? Um, the Vagina Witch. She calls herself the Vagina Witch. Grace? Grace Hazel. Grace Hazel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I adore her. Oh my God, I love her too. She gave me a yoni massage and I was forever changed. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that is epic. I actually haven't received a yoni massage. I do it on myself, but I haven't gotten one before. I would oh, really, gosh. still really would love to. It was like... I think because I got that at the end of my trip, basically in a couple mm-hmm. days I was leaving back to go to Canada and there was something inside mm-hmm. me at the end when I was laying in Shavasana, literally, yeah, when you're, when you describe like wombs are portals and like I'm learning more mm-hmm. about that now, but I didn't know anything back then. And it was like mm-hmm. something activated in me. Mm-hmm. It was a really powerful experience. and like, every woman should do that. Like, Wow. And mm-hmm. I was like, can you please explain what you're doing and tell me what you're touching here? And she was like giving me like a lesson. But it's like so many women don't have that relationship, you know? And we say, oh, down there, and we don't even give it a name. And we're just like, oh, we don't want to see vagina. Like we're just so disconnected. So talk mm-hmm. about, talk about that. Talk about, talk, talk about it all. <laughs> Where do you want to start? <laughs> educate me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really powerful that you were like, there's so many things I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. Backtrack. Okay. So you mentioned about like men getting to know this information as well. And recently I did a webinar um, for men and women on like working with your menstrual cycle in relationships. Um, whether you are in a female, female or a male, female relationship, it doesn't matter. But I was specifically speaking towards like man, woman relationships, because like you said, as women, we don't even know what the hell is going on in our bodies. How do we expect the men to know? Um, and so I think it is really powerful for men to get to listen to this information. And, and I've learned a lot through, you know, my partner like knows all of this stuff because it's all I talk about. And he's like basically surrounded by it. And he's actually been able to really appreciate. Like at first he thought it was really weird and like thought I was kind of like crazy and ridiculous, of course. (laughs) But then he started to witness and like see how other women like would react to the information. Like he would see stuff that I posted or like even friends that I meet or like he would tell his friends what I did and he would notice that the girls would like be really, really curious, but almost like not want to admit that they wanted to know more, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really common as well. And I feel like in our world today, there's so many people, I know I was for a long time, like living from the neck up and from the shoulders up. We're just like all walking around in our heads and, and not like you said, we're not even giving a name to our vaginas, to our pussies, to our yonis. And yoni for you guys listening means, basically means like sacred portal, sacred gateway, um, a couple of different like translations to it, but it's a really, really beautiful, um, Hindu word for your vagina. And something I want to touch on as well is 
your like what a lot of people think your vagina is like we refer to our vagina as like the whole area down there but like that like the outside part of your vagina what you think is your vagina is your vulva and so the vulva is everything on the outside and your your vagina is actually only the part that goes inside like the vaginal canal where babies are born from which many of us may know um i hope we know that babies come from there <laughs> wait, what did I just say? Um, and so I think, um, a lot of us hold shame around our bodies and a lot of guilt and a lot of, um, almost like hatred and disgust because so often I hear, I've heard through so many of my clients and friends and people who take my courses or like even I just chat to on DMs is that like they were not taught and like as kids when you are a child growing up it is natural to explore what is down there it is natural to explore your physical body and your anatomy because one day you're like oh my god what is this like thing down here and then like I have a friend who um, babysits this little girl and she's going through this phase where she just like touches her vagina like all the time and like she'll just be like sitting there watching tv and she's like discovered her clitoris and like all of these things and this family who has the child is it's the most beautiful thing because they just like let her explore and they just pretend like it's completely normal because it is completely normal mm-hmm. but I remember like when I was first like I have vague memories that are starting to slowly uncover, be uncovered of like me self-pleasuring at a really like young age. I did not really knowing what I was doing and then like being caught and it being like the most awkward, massive deal in the world. Cause it's like, we don't talk about our vaginas. We don't talk about our pussies. It's only like, put like the word pussy. My mom still hates that word. It took me a really long time to actually get, um, be able to really use that word. And that's something I teach in my course, Menstrual Intimacy Academy is like, we work with the words yoni and pussy and I take them through an activity of like saying it out loud. So even you guys listening, just like, what are you, like, are you triggered by me saying the word pussy? Like what comes to mind when you say that? Like speak it out loud yourself and you can notice like if there's blockages in your throat or like if your body contracts when you say it. And I know for me, I used to feel really awkward around that word. Um, but it, it shouldn't be awkward because like if we don't give a name to it, that's what makes it wrong. That's why we haven't been talking about it is because we haven't given a name to it. There's mm-hmm. like all these made up names and like little kid names that we tell our kids that this is and kids that like, you know, our vagina is, but like, why don't we just call it what it is? Um, and of course there's so many different words for it. I, I really love the word Yoni. I know I heard you mention Yoni a few times as well. I feel like it's, it's really like more beautiful, sacred, um, more sacred way of talking about our vagina and that and our vulva. Um, I feel like pussy is more of like a. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It has this like bad bitch energy. Like it does. <laughs> where you're like you're like owning the fact that you have a pussy. Um, and <laughs> then and vagina. Yeah, <laughs> look at you say, do you have you heard that song that's come out? Obviously, you could you could you imagine it saying wet ass vagina? Ass pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wet ass wet vagina. vagina. <laughs> no, yeah. like that would just sound weird. And then like vagina and vulva are more like scientific and like more anatomical. Right. So we want to talk about 
the menstrual cycle or do you want to talk about yeah like let's talk like about yeah just kind of what you teach because you talk about so we all have ladies we all have cycles mm-hmm. and a lot of women either are on the pill or not or they don't really track it but you're saying that it's like I've seen it on your post where you're like in the beginning, the middle or whatever, there's four stages to it. And then you're saying that you should be doing this on this stage and not this and all this stuff. So how can women, you know, embody that more and what can they expect? Cause like, yeah, this stuff isn't taught in school ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So let's just go. Cause the, the first day you count as the first time you bleed, right? That's a, that's the start of your cycle. So let's yes. start. Let's start yeah. there. Day one. Yes. Cool. We'll Good. start there at day yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything you shared. I love that. And I want to preface this all by saying as well that what I've seen is when a lot of women learn, a lot of people learn about this concept of having four phases and how you can work with them and all of that is like, I find that a lot, a lot of women allow themselves to be limited by it as opposed to liberated by it. And what I mean by that is we take these mental constructs of like, I can only do this in this phase and I can only do this in this phase and I should do this in this phase. Mm -hmm. And then that just puts us into another box when like we're working with the menstrual cycle to get out of the boxes that we've been put into. And I also want to preface this by saying everything is general guidelines. Everybody's body is different. Everyone, like eventually you'll be able to know your body enough to um, intuitively know what phases of your cycle you are at um, and what is best for you in that time. And I always say to people, especially if you're on birth control um, and you're not actually, if you're on hormonal birth control, if you're not actually going through the four phases as if you were, if you were having natural cycles, So I always suggest just following your energy and where your energy is at. And that's what's most important. So with that being said, like you mentioned, day one of your menstrual cycle is the first day of your period, the first day that you're bleeding, not the first day that you're spotting. Um, Spotting leading up to your period is actually leftover blood and leftover residue from the cycle before. So a lot of times people will count like just their spotting days as like day one, but it's like really the first day of full bleeding. Many of you may notice that you start bleeding at night. Um, there's like ancient um, wisdom that talks about women. Um, there's actually been studies on it as well that most women start, I forget what the percentage is. Most women start bleeding between the hours of like 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. when it's darkest. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm like, oh my God, there's, okay. Sorry, I'll just let you talk. There's so many cool. Yeah, continue. No, feel feel free. Feel free to interrupt at any time if you have any questions. Seriously, okay. Um, or if you want me to expand on something or whatever. Um. So yeah, so that's really really cool. And so day one is the first day of your period when you start bleeding, and this phase. So again, as Shannon mentioned before, there's four phases in your menstrual cycle. So we're often taught about our period, and then that's it but you actually have four distinct phases and I refer to them as seasons. So just as if outside in nature, we move through winter, spring, summer, and autumn. You guys over there are in summer in Canada. I'm currently in winter over here in Australia. And just as nature is outside of us, nature is also within us. We are also nature. And so our cycle goes through these four seasons. So 
the time while you were on your period, approximately days one to six of your cycle is what's known as your inner winter. And this is a time of when phys- physically, physiologically, your uterine lining is shedding. So what's been built up that was going to potentially house and nourish a baby is shedding if you are not pregnant. And that results in the shedding of menstrual blood and other menstrual fluid. And energetically, this is a time when your hormone levels are lowest. So you are often feeling more tired, um, more inward. It's very common for you to just like not want to hang out with anyone and want to have space and sleep because I like to think of it as like your body's literally doing surgery on itself during this time. And um, the superpower of this phase is your intuition and your ability to receive creative insights and creative downloads is so high. And something really cool is like spiritually, it is said that the veil between the physical world and the spiritual world is most thin at this time. So it's like the veil has been lifted and there's this like beautiful channel of communication that can go back and forth. And then Anatomically or physiologically, I'm sorry, the right and left hemispheres of your brain are actually communicating more optimally, most optimally during this time. So you are able to see things with both like an analytical sort of logical perspective as well as a creative and intuitive perspective, which leads to this beautiful merging. It's kind of like, think of a merging of like divine masculine and feminine, a merging of logic and intuition. And So when we allow ourselves to really rest during this time as much as we can, maybe that means taking off some time off of work. Maybe that means just doing less, whatever doing less means to you. Um, It can be a very, very potent time for transformation. And um, it actually allows for the rest of your cycle to be healthier as well when we get that rest. Um, And one of the really key things about working with our cycle is it helps us to maximize our productivity and our energy levels. It's like we're working with our energy, not working against it, which we do so often in this patriarchal world. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, That was just um, what you said with lifting the veil during your period. And it's like the closest time. That's interesting to me because like when we were talking about Bali and when I was there and when we were doing like, um, fuck, I can't even remember what it was called. You know how they like, they pray a lot and they mm-hmm. make those um, little baskets. I can't remember like what the offerings. baskets are called. Yeah. The offerings. Um, but we yeah. made an offering and I can't remember what time it was. It was some sort of celebration, but like women couldn't go in there if you have your period. So I'm I'm curious as to like what is interesting. They can't do that when they're on their period, and I don't know if it's considered dirty or whatever. I don't know the culture or whatever. But the few saying that's lifting the veil and that we're closer to spirit is just interesting. Yeah. So I can touch on that quickly because it's it's really interesting where we've been taught, and it's been like a lot of times it is because like quote unquote women are dirty during that time. But it's actually because women are so much more powerfully connected to spirit and source and God. And when a woman is bleeding, her aura is actually known to be 10 times as more powerful. So it can actually interfere with the actual spirits and the gods or whatever religion, whatever um, culture that you are in. So it's like they don't want those women interfering with whatever ritual is actually happening Um, during that time. But over time – 
Yeah, but over time, it's been come to known as like women are dirty. Quote unquote. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. we're so fucking powerful and amazing. <laughs> so powerful. I could talk about this for ages too. Like, yeah, like in ancient traditions, quickly I'll add like women used to go off and bleed. Like they were, they would when they were all on their periods, they would bleed separately from the rest of the community and the rest of the tribe. And then the tribe leader, who was often like shaman or depending on the culture, one of the men leaders would actually go to the women asking for their guidance, asking for where to move to next. Where can we get food? Where can we get water? Like, is there going to be war? Is there going to be famine? Like they would go to the women for all these things because they, their intuition was so high and they were able to, to know this stuff. And then they would follow that guidance. Wow. When you hear stuff like that, it's like, why aren't women running the world? I know. They're afraid of our power. They're afraid of our power. (laughs) They are. They are. They know. And then like, we're, I think it also speaks a lot of our power that we were like, okay, it's fine. We're fine taking the step back and we don't have to be the lead. Like you shine, but like, we know we're actually the bomb, but you need our support from the sidelines. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. So that uh, is your winter when yep. you're bleeding. Okay. Yep. So that is winter when you're bleeding. Um, if you, any of you guys are on hormonal birth control and you're not bleeding or you're not bleeding for whatever reason that is, you can also um, work with the phases of the moon instead. So um, you can count day one of your cycle as the day of the new moon and work with those energies. And it's, it's all the same. Each phase of your cycle corresponds to one of the moon phases. Oh, um, and if you are not, I think there's this really big like modern day like goddess and witch phenomenon that like you have to bleed on the new moon or like if you're not bleeding on the new moon or the full moon like there's something wrong with you like my cycle is not synced with like the new or the full moon right now like it's not a big deal so it doesn't matter there's beautiful meanings behind it right and like allow your body to do what your body is going to do um yeah and so then after winter just like outside in in the natural world we move into spring and i like to use the word like rebirthing during this time you know the birds start chirping the it starts more like raining things are getting nourished like flowers are starting to bloom here in australia i can really feel like we're going into spring like all the wildflowers are starting to bloom and within your cycle this is also known as your pre-ovulatory phase or your follicular phase and this is approximately days seven to 14 of your cycle. Um, and this is a time when your energy levels are rising. The hormone estrogen is rising and starting to take center stage, which is responsible for your creativity, your clarity, your mental alertness, your ability to um, get shit done. And as um, it's, this is a beautiful time to like really get organized and plan and schedule and start initiating things that came through to you during your menstrual time. So oftentimes during your menstrual phase, your inner winter, it's like you're receiving the downloads. And then during your inner spring is when you're putting them into action. So it's like the yin and then the yang. You're putting it out there in the world. You're starting to Um, create a marketing plan for your new program. You're starting to create content, to write, to record videos. Um, And like your energy levels are higher, so more like fun exercise, like starting to do more cardio, getting your blood 
um, your blood pumping, your heart rate up, and that also helps to flush excess hormones that are left in your body as well as um, just keep kind of cleansing the womb of any other stagnant blood that might be left in there. And I love this phase. This is often one of the phases that is like prided in the world is because women are more like out there and more outgoing and wanting to be more social. But I also want to really emphasize that it's very easy due to the hormone levels rising. It's very easy to experience like over overwhelm and anxiety if we don't stay grounded enough. So I think of spring as like kind of this air element and this element of wind. And so if we don't have enough earth, it's very easy to get overwhelmed and get anxious and kind of go too fast. Like I want you to imagine you're like this butterfly that's blossoming out of a cocoon and you're not just going to like, boom, like burst open and like go out into the world. Like it's going to be a slow, like allow it to be a slower process. Um, and then after your inner spring, we move into your inner summer, which is also known as question. Yep. question. <laughs> is this <laughs> spring what you said? The spring is when you're ovulating or did I miss that? Is that when you're ovulating? Before you're ovulating. Oh, so the phase is before. Yep. So the phase right before oh, ovulation. Okay. 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 Cool. Continue. Yeah. Amazing. And then this next phase, your inner summer is about the time when you're ovulating and um, everyone ovulates on different days. I feel like a lot of people assume and like, I don't know, since period or like menstrual tracking apps have been put out and stuff like a lot of the information out there is like you ovulate on day 14 of your cycle, but that is like absolutely not true. Some people do, but some people don't like last cycle. I didn't ovulate till day 20 of my cycle, which is late for me. Okay. Um, okay. And sorry, another question. Then how do you know that you're yeah. ovulating? Do you feel it? Or um, like what? Yeah. How do you, yeah. know if you're not, there's a few, it? yeah, there's a few different ways. Um, so there's like a fertility, something called the fertility awareness method. And there's different versions of that where you track through tracking your cycle in this more like in-depth way. Um, through taking your temperature, examining cervical mucus and cervical position, um, as well as you can do this other thing, taking like an LH test. I'm not going to go into that though. I don't like specialize in fertility. Um, but there's different ways to know when you are ovulating. Some people experience this, like, like I personally experience a bit of cramps. There's this, um, term coined, it's really weird. It's like a German word, I think. So I don't want to say weird, but it's like an interesting word. Um, it's called middle schmers and it means middle pain. So like a lot of women will experience pain like almost like a sharp, like cramping, stabbing pain in the right or left side of where your ovaries are. And that's like just actually this inflammation pain. So a lot of time that is a sign that like the egg is getting ready to burst out and for you to ovulate. Um, I also experience a bit of like bloating sometimes and some cramping and um, cervical mucus. Like you may notice that you're more wet and that your cervical mucus is more like stretchy and like almost slippery and kind of egg whitey, um, which is again, also just like general guidelines. Like every body is different, but that is the most like fertile mucus and your cervical. If you actually take your fingers, one or two fingers inside of your vagina, um, with loving consent from your body to do so. I love you how you said that. I love how you said <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Like you're not just like fucking shoving your fingers up there. Like you're making sure 
that it's okay. And that's all part of feeling safe in our bodies mm-hmm. as well. And um, you can actually feel when you're around ovulation, your cervix is higher up in the body. So it's higher up in the womb so that the sperm have less area to travel. Like for example, if there is a penis inside of you and then he ejaculates and it's closer up to the cervix, it has a better opportunity of getting right into the uterus as opposed to like if it needs to like swim and make its, make its way all the way through okay, um, your vaginal canal. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love the hand gestures that you're doing and I wish people could see. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that can't make so much sense. <laughs> I know. Maybe we can like put this out as a webinar or something too. That's so funny. Yes. Um, The hand gestures are always great. (laughs) And yeah. So yeah, there's a few, it's a lot of like getting in tune with your body. Um, If anyone has any questions on it, feel free to message me. Like I can help you more with that. Um, And yeah. And so, so your inner summer, like I said, is this ovulation time. This is kind of when you are feeling most out there in the world, most extroverted potentially. Um, You've got these beautiful hormones, like your estrogen, like I mentioned before, is really peaking. So it's also like estrogen is also this sort of social loving hormone. So um, we're often working with like a sort of motherly energy during this time where we like want to give to other people. We want to do, we want to take care of our kids. We want to do all of the work. We want to like say yes to all the things and cook and do everything because we're like, okay, yay. Like feeling really generous and excited. Um, And so it's a really beautiful time with that being said to really nurture your relationships in your life, whether that is through collaborations. For example, I'm on day 16 of my cycle. And so that's why I like scheduled this podcast for today, which I'm really, <laughs> so awesome. I'm really, really glad it worked out because we were supposed to do it like a few weeks ago or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, that was not the right time. <laughs> um, so I try and schedule all of my like collaborations during this time, which is something really good for you to know as well going forward. Yeah. Um, and it's a beautiful time to like record videos. If you work in like a career where you're selling, like it's a great time to pitch your ideas or to sell or to ask your boss for a raise, like your, um, your mental clarity and speaking clarity is like very on point during this time. So most of the time you are able to speak with more conviction and like more confidence during this time. Like this is a time to like do the things that like you normally would be kind of scared to do because like you're feeling so much more confident most of the time. So it's a great time to be like, one of my teachers said once, she was like, it's a great time to do something new and fail (laughs) because like you, you'll just get back up and do it again because like, I I don't really believe in failure, but you know what I mean? Like it's a good time to launch something and then it like flops because you're like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean anything about me. Um, Huh. And that's yeah it's really cool yeah well because you're talking about this and I have um a period tracker since I'm not on the pill or whatever right so but and it's interesting because it says that day 13 is when I'm ovulating because I'm like what day am I in on my cycle and yeah, I'm like are we the same are we the same it's saying I'm on day 12 
and that tomorrow cool. is my most fertile day, which I find that this app has been pretty accurate. Like on day 27, I usually get my period. So I'm just like, I wonder if that actually is right that I actually uh, ovulate on day 13 or not, but that's what it's saying. So, so yeah. would I be in summer or am I like early, like spring going into summer? Like when you ovulate is, is that the day it turns into summer after ovulation? Usually. Yeah, I would say that's kind of like a transition. So there's also these days, which is like a whole nother topic or episode. It's like um, cusp, like we have these cusp days where it's like a transitioning day where you're transitioning from one season to the next. I often find that the transition from spring to summer is the most fluid because they have very similar energies. Whereas oftentimes the transition from like summer to autumn can be quite abrupt because it's very different energies. So I would say for you also like and one beautiful way to predict like or to figure out when you ovulated and when your period is coming is like you will pretty much always ovulate 12 to 16 days after you will bleed 12 to 16 days after you ovulate usually like 14 to 16 days actually. And so for me, like I use two different cycle trackers and if my cycle feels like it's irregular, if my ovulation has been delayed, then I'll know that my period is going to be delayed. And so you could kind of backtrack and pretty much like for me, my period always comes 14 days after I've ovulated. And for most women, like you'll have a number and it'll stay the same every month. So for you, like if you feel like you're ovulating around day 13, then like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, like that would make sense. Um, but again, like every body is different as well. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Does that help? Yeah, it does. And like, even thinking about like the day I had, yes. But are we good? Are we good? I was just gonna say I know that this is a lot of information. Oh, it's like it is. I'm like I feel like we need like five episodes. (laughs) But that's why people can take your academies. We can talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like even thinking about the day I had yesterday, I was literally so energetic, this so high vibe, and like feeling and loving myself and I'm like hmm, I wonder if that has anything to do with the summer or the spring and I'm like I guess so because yeah I'm on day like 14 mm-hmm. so that would make sense our bodies are so smart man so they're oh, so smart and I love getting to hear that and like I just love hearing other women's stories about their bodies and then when they start putting together these pieces of like oh this makes so much sense like that's what I feel like it is I feel like it's so much of a permission slip and um, an opportunity for even deeper self-acceptance because we're like how we're feeling, whether it's good, bad, pretty, ugly, whatever, is not our fault. You know, it's like we're often like, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. But there's a lot of other reasons behind that. Um, and yeah, so your inner summer and then I'll wrap it up with inner autumn um, and then I guess we'll wrap up whatever else. Um, <laughs> We could talk forever. Yes, we could. Um, Your inner summer is around days like 14 to 21 approximately. And that's also another thing is like these days are all approximate. So like I have a client whose cycle is about 22 days long. 
So that's quite short. And so her phases are all much shorter and we have to adjust based to her cycle. Whereas if your cycle is usually like 35 days, which is still a healthy cycle, your seasons might just be a little bit longer. And after summer, we then wrap things up in our inner autumn, which is this transitory period from like this yang sort of outward extroverted energy to this more inward self-nurturing yin energy. And this is when this beautiful hormone called progesterone starts to take center stage and we can actually only create progesterone if we have ovulated because progesterone comes from, this might sound confusing, but, but progesterone basically comes from this thing called the corpus luteum, which only happens if you've ovulated. Basically, I'm not going to go into it any more than that because it's confusing. <laughs> um, and so progesterone is like this beautiful, calming, nurturing, like creative hormone where that's often when we notice our energy levels start to dip. We may be a bit more tired. And I mean, I could do a whole episode or like a whole course on just the power of your premenstrual phase. And so your inner autumn is also known as your premenstrual phase, which gets a really, really bad rep. Like I'm sure many of you listening um, have experienced or are currently experiencing really bad PMS. And whether it's pain, acne, emotional um, outbreaks, irritability, um, cramping, bloating, digestive issues, like you name it, like a lot of that comes out during the premenstrual phase. And I really like to say that the premenstrual phase, I mean, premenstrual symptoms, I like to actually call it premenstrual sensitivity because we are actually a lot more sensitive during this time. And oftentimes those symptoms, those physical symptoms are a result, are a manifestation of what is going on under the surface emotionally and energetically. A lot of our premenstrual symptoms, pain, emotional discomfort and roller coaster like um, thought patterns and all of that is an opportunity for us to look at what is not working in our life and mm-hmm. what gets to change. <laughs> oh my god, I just had a light bulb moment. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Short little side note story after you just saying that about like, um, you know, stuff's going on inward and like the stuff that needs to change. Literally, I I was with my ex for about four years and about, I don't know, two years in, I guess, (laughs) every period, every period where like before my period, I guess, yeah, pre-menstrual cycle, I would want to break up with him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow and I was just like why am I feeling this way but I'm like fuck I can't stand them and I'm like well maybe it's just like yeah PMS and like this is not actually me like I'm good and then it would be like a fight every month almost on the day and then I'm like oh it's just be PMSing like it doesn't actually mean anything but having you just saying that I'm just like oh my god (laughs) it did it did mean it (laughs) and I was ignoring it forever and then I 
eventually did break up with him, but it was like, holy shit, if women knew this information, save us so much time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. It was just like, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. A million thank yous for what you just said. Wow. Oh my God. You are so <laughs> welcome. And you are not the first person that I've heard that from either. Like, it's so there's this book that I was reading, I forget which one, but she was like, it was kind of like this relationship like tester where she's like, if she can make it through, like she has to make it through a certain amount of like full cycles with a new partner <laughs> to real, to see if they're actually a good fit or not. Cause she has to make it through the premenstrual phase with them. Right. And it's so funny. Cause that's also like when our like bullshit meter is just like so on point like we see through all the shit we see through to like the core to the truth like it's almost like our sort of truth is out and that like really happy hormone of estrogen during our um inner spring and summer is like gone so that's often a time when like we we're, we're okay with a lot of things and then during our premenstrual time it's like fuck wait I'm actually not okay with all of this stuff. And that's when we kind of see, and that's why a lot of women are told they are irrational and ridiculous and hormonal and all this stuff. But actually it's like the truth is coming through yet. We don't know how to handle it yeah. and we don't know how to listen to it. Yeah. And we're just not taught that. So we're like, what is this? Yeah. I don't know. And then we have exactly. this, yeah, stigma around it that it's like, oh, it's just crazy. And it actually doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh, this yeah. is like amazing information. Thank you. Like I'm learning so much. Like I'm my so grateful. Pleasure. Thank you. Okay, my great. Pleasure. So that was just all a million gems that I hope everybody just picked up on and they should re-listen to this. Um, and so if people are like super jazzed, like I am. <laughs> so what exactly, you said you also help women like entrepreneur right? Entrepreneur, coach. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say coach, like mentor or what, what did you call yourself? Sorry. I'm bad. Yeah. yeah so, uh, <laughs> I, I work as like, a, like I do like feminine embodiment guiding, um, business okay. activation. Business and, activation. Yeah. I'm like, you said, it, it, yeah. you said it in an interesting way and I was like, that's awesome. Okay. I just haven't heard that yeah. before. So it's like <laughs> original and awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you do business activation and help women. So tell me more about that and tell people what they can expect and if they want to work with you do it all yeah <laughs> amazing thank yeah. you so much mm -hmm. um so the business activation kind of revolves around what i call um and i'm currently like really working on even more deeply i call it womb based business where we are leading our businesses from our wombs as opposed to from our heads and our minds and connecting mm -hmm. our womb and our heart especially and so I really, really, really just love working with women who are wanting to create change in this world, wanting to create a difference in this world, wanting to put themselves and their creations out there. And so I teach them and guide them through working with their pleasure, their menstrual cycle, their womb in order to do so with more confidence, ease, prosperity, fun as well. Like it being fun and joyful and like finding their bliss through their body and through their womb and listening to that body wisdom as opposed to the mind. And actually, I don't even want to say as opposed to the mind, like almost like merging the two. Cause it's like, our mind is great when we, I feel like we're very conditioned, like especially in the spiritual community to be like transcend the ego and like get rid of the mind. And like the mind is bad, but like 
it's actually not like it keeps us safe and like it creates we we really I guide my clients to really creating like a merging of that and I really like to bridge both the science and the sacred so you may have noticed in what I was sharing about the cycle like I always shared something on the physiological and like the science stuff and then also the spiritual um Mm -hmm. and I really love focusing more on like the energetics and like the spiritual side of it but with that being said like that doesn't work for all learning styles as well and I really believe it's like powerful to have that foundation and then build on top of that. And so, um, I work one-on-one with people right now. I offer what's called 90 minute deep dive activations. And those are very intuitive based. They're basically like a one-time 90 minute session. Um, the session's recorded and you receive like follow-up notes and rituals from that. And that is more so like one of my, I don't want to say general, but like more of my like public general access offerings for people who want like a taste of what I'm doing or they're feeling like they're stuck where they are and it's like they need or they're they don't need they're desiring this like like this extra there's this piece that's missing and we get to go to that in the activation session and that is for people whether or not they are entrepreneurs that is like I'm working with one woman on even just teaching her about her cycle and how she can work with it in her life and for her self-care practices but you can also come to that desiring like more support in your business Um, And then I work one-on-one with people as well um, in like four-month packages. It's like a VIP sort of process. So let me know if you're interested in that. And then my signature course is called Menstrual Intimacy Academy. Um, I'm currently finishing up the second round of it now. And we'll be getting ready to put another round out. Depends when you guys are listening to this. Um, That's like in the works as well as some other really beautiful creative projects. So there's a lot shifting and a lot birthing. Um, and yeah, I would just love to connect with any of you, any and all of you, if you're interested in this work and want to know more. Um, I feel like it's one of those things where it's kind of like this intuitive knowing, like most people who work with me, like come out of thin air and are just like, you somehow, I somehow found you and I just know that we're meant to work together. And that's how it happens. Like it's never anything like logical. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's like you have a specific niche. Well, I mean, specific and not like, well, women who want to do the work. I think that would be specific too. Like it's going to take a certain type of woman who wants to do this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like honestly, it's a, it is the woke leveling up woman who wants more out of life and who is going to do stuff in the world. Yeah. Mm, definitely. You nailed it on the head with that. And I've like really been able to, to like lean into that more where like, I don't want to just work with everyone. And I used to think I had to, and I used to think I had to be like this nice people pleaser. Oh, I'm going to help the world. But like, that doesn't bring me joy. And there's other people that are meant to help those other people. So like, I'm really here for the women who are committed, like no half-ass shit, like no one foot in one foot out. It's like, I'm here. I'm not buying into my bullshit anymore. Like, let's go. Let's do this. So yeah, I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad you shared your stuff. I want to say one more before we go. I know we're running out of time, but I'm like, I can talk to you forever. Um, (laughs) The menstrual blood on your face. Talk about it. Because, Mm. oh, and even also to add to that too, because I do follow some other people and they were, they post, if you, if you didn't know, if you don't know Gina, she posts some, um, how would I describe your work? 
I mean, some people would be like shocking, but me, I think it's fucking badass. But mm-hmm. some people are probably like, oh my god, that like, why is she posting that? Or people get triggered. Like there was people. There's someone that I was following, and she even just posted a picture of her hand with some menstrual blood on it, and people mm-hmm. got so triggered, and then it was a whole thing, and like so many people unfollowed her, like wild. And then so I see you with your face painted in your menstrual blood, and I'm like, you're fucking badass. I love you. <laughs> but some people, <laughs> some people will be like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know if you want to touch on that really quickly because I feel like people might see it. They'll be like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would love to touch mm-hmm. on it. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've really accepted that part of my purpose in this world is to trigger people mm-hmm. and like to, like, I don't even know if I want to say trigger people because I know that word gets like overused, but to like wake people up, to like be a, disru- like, a disruptor, like to disrupt yeah, the status quo. Yes. Um, and that is all over all of my charts in anything that you want to look at my chart about, um, which is so funny, but yeah. So, um, your menstrual blood is like, if you think of it this way, like, cause I used to think I was like, why would I put this on my face? If like my body was releasing this and like cleansing and sort of detoxing, like, why would I put it back on my skin? So that was my thought process, which I thought was really valid. And I think a lot of women feel as well. And then I started learning more about it. And I was like, I really rejected that for a while. I was like, why would I do that? Like, it's out of my body. It's meant to be out. And then I give it back to the land and, and that's where it's meant to be. But actually, like, you're, like, yes, that is true. And your menstrual blood is what was going to be the nourishment for a baby, for an embryo, for a fetus to grow. Think about how fertile and how nutritive that is. There's so many, I don't quote me on this because I don't remember the exact different like nutrients that are in menstrual blood, but like I was reading a lot of research that a lot of it is very parallel to like fertilizer that people use for their plants and stuff like that. There's really, it's so mineral and nutrient rich and putting it back on our skin and on our face, like for like physical benefits, like my skin glows. I was going to say you are glowing right now. Like you're like yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and my skin I just noticed is really really just soft and beautiful and glowing after I will put my blood on my face. And then from just like the aspect of like connecting to our blood and actually like touching it and even if you're just putting like a stripe of it on like your forehead or on your face it's like takes you back to our primal roots and like our primal connection to our bodies and the land and the earth and like the wild woman archetype within us. It's like reclaiming, reclaiming that untamed wild woman within us. And it takes time. Like it took a long, I was doing this work for like a year before I put my blood anywhere on my face or on my body or even like really touched it. Um, and yeah, it's just, just do it for yourself. Like, I don't even want to say anymore. Like, mm-hmm. try it yourself. Explore it yourself with, like, imagine you are this child or this, like, alien that has, that is just exploring something for the first time with this, like, level of curiosity. And I feel like that's what life is about. It's just, like, mm-hmm. being curious and um, 
and trying these new things, pushing our limits as well. So, yeah. Okay. One more thing, because you just yeah. talked about being curious. So I'm super curious whenever this airs I'm like in a couple of weeks, whatever. Cool. Uh, your story, you said that you broke glass with your fucking orgasm. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We got to go from the beginning from this one. <laughs> so I have the glass jar over there I can show you but on my story so I last night I'm in the middle of an embodied leadership training all about owning your empire and um, last night we had a pleasure mapping temple where it was like webinar style and this gorgeous woman her name's Bridget Rose she was facilitating the temple and like it was not not everyone's cameras was on it was like just her Mm -hmm. and um, so I'd like lit the fire, set up just a gorgeous like space, my altar, like pillows, rose petals, everything. And we went into like a whole sort of self-pleasure, pleasure mapping journey of self-touch, of movement, dance, shaking our bodies, breathing, um, exploring different types of touch on our physical body. And then eventually um, ending up at our genitals and exploring genital touch and like massage and it was like a long process. And by the end of it, like the goal was not even about orgasm whatsoever, like orgasm. She never guided us to orgasm. She never took us to that place, but my body was just like so ready. And so there, and I had some candles lit in my altar and one of the candles was in a glass jar. And at the moment that I reached climax, the the glass just cracked. (laughs) Like at that moment, the glass fucking cracked and the candle went out. And it was like, I, I was like, is it, I know. I was like, is anyone here with me? Like, does anyone just see that? Did anyone just see what happened? And I was like, so in the moment that like, I couldn't even really pay attention to it, but I was just like, oh my God. And that's like, that's the power of our wombs, our yonis, our pleasure, our erotic nature, that like erotic power, um, which then can go into like, sex oh magic I could li- oh my gosh yeah I've heard so much about that recently I, I could yeah I could literally pick your brain forever but I know you have yeah. many things on your plate so I want to be um, mindful of your time and respect your time yeah, so because oh my gosh amazing. Gina well, thank maybe you for do this again. oh my god I'd love to have you <laughs> on again yeah <laughs> I just yeah um thank you for spreading your knowledge and sharing what you have to share honestly wonderful episode one of my favorites and i can't wait for people to know you and yeah yeah work with you and honestly i feel like i might be called to work with you because i'm like yeah (laughs) girl we'll chat we'll be in touch for sure and anyone on here well thank you so much as well for having me it is an honor and such a pleasure like i adore you and your work and you are so powerful for even just putting this together like putting a podcast out there and having it active like this is definitely I know not um it takes a lot of time so I appreciate you and your work and anyone on here I appreciate you for listening when whenever and wherever you are in the world and please just reach out to me um you can dm me on instagram it's just like at I am Gina Francis maybe I don't know will you leave it in the like show notes I'll do show notes but yeah it's good that you say it too I am Gina Francis. So it's just at I am Gina Francis. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yes. And yeah, just message me. I love talking. I'm super friendly. (laughs) I just love connecting with you. So yeah. Amazing. Gina, thank you. You are a goddess. And thank you for doing what you're doing. 
Your pleasure, my love. Thank you so much. Hopefully Mm -hmm. I'll meet you in person someday soon. Would be amazing. (laughs) And go to Australia. Yeah. All right, darling. Bye, my love. Thank you so much.